What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Friends, 2022 is history. Have you thought about what you'll do in 2023? How you will make it better than last year? Every new year is a new opportunity, so I have a great way for you to make the most of this one. This year, resolve to become a better educated American. And the good folks at Hillsdale College have made their amazing online courses free for all who wish to learn. And my challenge to you is just take one of their fantastic courses. You can discover the beauty of the Bible in the Genesis story, or study the writings of C.S. Lewis, or explore the true meaning of America in Constitution 101. There are many more to choose from, and all these self-paced free courses feature Hillsdale faculty and scholars. Visit Dana4FORHillsdale.com and pick one of more than 30 free Hillsdale courses. I hope you'll accept my challenge and resolve to be a more educated American in 2023. Pick whichever course you like at Dana4Hillsdale.com and start your free online course today. That's Dana4FORHillsdale.com. Welcome to the program, everyone. Dana Lash here. Happy Wednesday to you. And uh, we are, we're in a different location today. We're actually in uh, Vegas for SHOT Show 23, and I'll tell you all about that coming up. There's a lot of stuff to discuss. We're having a little bit of technical issues. So there's, I have a ton of audio that I'm not going to be able to play for you just yet. Uh, and as soon as we can get Radio America on that, we'll get that figured out. Uh, but in the meantime, this, a lot of headlines to discuss because there's a lot of, it's just coincidentally, as SHOT Show's kicking off, there's uh, a crazy amount of, Two-way stuff that we're going to discuss because there's some. I mean, there's there's a number of cases that are weaving through the courts. We're also later on in the program we're going to talk to Michael Cargill. He, I love him. He's hysterical. He's been on with us before, and he's the guy who was behind that 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 Fifth Circuit ruling because it was him who filed suit over the bump stock rule and of course it didn't follow the administrative procedures act and so as a result it wasn't lawful we're going to talk to him coming up and how that pistol brace rule that's going to probably go the same pathway that this did so we're going to get into all of that we we have a, a number of things to touch on today including all of the latest from dc so we've had corinne jean pierre and i had some audio that i was going to share with you today Okay, we're going to try to play. Yeah, Don't send it to it, me. Steve. I'll go deaf. Go ahead and play. <laughs> Last week, um, you told I think, it was, I think it was Phil that we all can assume, the American people could assume, that the searches were complete and all the documents had been recovered. Uh, on Saturday, the White House Counsel's Office uh, uh, said that five additional classified documents had been found. Um, is it safe to assume now that all the documents are uh, uh, have been recovered, all the official records, all the classified documents are back in the custody of the National Archives? or more searches underway to find out if there's anything else there. Look, I, I understand your question. We have addressed multiple questions from here. Multiple questions have been answered by the president. I know that you all uh, just spent about some of you, some of your colleagues, maybe you yourself, Zeke, was, was on the phone with my colleague for about 45 minutes that addressed a lot of your questions. Uh, I'm just going to continue to be prudent here. Uh, I'm going to let this ongoing uh, review that is happening, this legal process that is happening, uh, and, and uh, let that uh, let that process continue under the special counsel we're not i'm not going to comment from here last week uh, hmm. uh, uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. they're gonna let the uh they're gonna let the the legal process continue 
They're, they didn't Isn't that something that. Andy McCarthy actually uh, predicted when we had him on last week? He yeah, said, they're gonna. That's going to be the answer, like twenty four seven with all this. They're going to be like, oh, we're going to let the legal process go on. We're just going to let this happen. This is one that's. And then they're just. It's going to be fait accompli. They're they're going to, they're going to they're going to just let that wither on the vine and not say anything about it until it goes away. And then that's and then they're not going to have to talk about it anymore. That'll that'll be exactly what they do. That's what they're doing now. They're trying to anyway, but they keep finding documents at this. I mean, geez, this guy's a hoarder. He's a hoarder. He's got he's got all these documents all over his properties everywhere. And I I'm just waiting to see where else we find things. I feel like we're going to find more stuff. You know, I feel like there's just going to be I feel like we're going to find more documents. I mean, that's. I don't know. I, I, I'm just anticipating this. So this is one of the things that we're talking about. Because she's, they've, they had DOJ. Did you see that members of DOJ were there? Yeah. When they were, they had pictures of them. What was it? Is his, his Delaware house. Biden's Delaware house. They had pictures of DOJ officials who were there. You know, because Biden's attorney, his you know, you just, it's normal to have your attorney come and deal with all your, your hoarding stuff, right? All your junk. It's normal to have that. They had his attorneys there dealing with all of this. And I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, I just don't think that, I, I just, I th- really feel like this is something that we're going to keep, we're going to see more of. I don't think we've seen the last of these documents, despite KJB's, KJP's insistence that, oh no, everything's been completed. All the investigations are complete. Well, clearly there's there's not. But where's the where's the in any way the same measure of effort, whether it's on behalf of the previous administration or this administration? I mean, I'm just curious. So we're going to keep an eye on this. There's supposed to be a White House press briefing today. I believe we're going to be off air by the time it happens. But there is going to be a White House press briefing today. And I'm just very interested in the uh, questions that are being asked. Can't wait. And what, another thing that came up, my, a friend of mine wrote this, uh, uh, Matt Vespa's piece, Biden's classified doc scandal dredges up something that makes him look even more hypocritical. Now, one of the things that came up is that way back when it was when joe biden was senator he torpedoed the cia nomination of former kennedy speechwriter ted Sorensen, and this was under carter i do not believe i was alive yet it was under carter kane you were probably like haven't you were a toddler you were in pampers yeah well cloth diapers oh really cloth diapers yeah by the way can we sidebar for a second since we're talking about the bidens and all we don't really need to get into this. Yeah, honestly. we do. No, We're totally going to get into honestly, this. Honestly, right we really don't. Yeah, we. You know what? It deserves getting into because it is one of the most like apropos things ever. So I get this. I get this text. <laughs> I don't know. I get this text from Kane last night. I don't even. What I don't remember what time it was. I it, you. Uh, oh, it was. I'm scrolling. Was it like 9 p.m. Pacific? Something like that. Yeah. Oh, we were talking about uh, FedEx, and then you said it was. No, it was 8:22. He right. Don't say the things I typed. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm just saying that he said that, gosh dang, my laptop is, that's exactly what <laughs> you said. Dang. Gosh dang, in caps lock with an exclamation point. My laptop is missing. 
uh, and my crack video is on it. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's exactly what he typed in these texts. I t you said you wouldn't want, you wouldn't read it. I did. I'm not reading it. Really, am I? Your crack video. No, you you went through uh, the completely completely ineffective TSA, and you ended up you you know you just pulled a hundred button. You lost your laptop yeah. with all your crack smoking videos on it. That's true. I it's didn't actually it kind of hard to lose a laptop. Imagine doing that twice. Yeah, well, when you see all the broadcast equipment that I was traveling with, you'd understand. They immediately saw wires and were like, bomb, 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 bomb. They, you know, they made my son take his protractor out one time and they swabbed it because they didn't know what it was. One, I'm not even joking. You. It was taken out and swabbed. Yeah, that's what they did to my stuff. Did they find, what did you say, bomb filaments Part or something? Particulates. Oh, for the love. We're going to swab your stuff. It's like uh, it, it, it finds some... Find some and they had a bunch of questions, too. Like, hey, wh wh what are you doing with all this stuff? I totally like, would have at that where point. You, where are you heading? I'm going to go build a blank uh, a mother blanking bomb. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and build a, a bomb. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my bomb materials with this microphone on the and plane. These, and these cables. Yeah, yeah. It's, exactly, it's going to look like a microphone. You know what? You should have just said you're making a clock. Like that damn clock kid out of Irving, Texas. Remember him? <laughs> you should have just said, I'm making a clock. Yeah, they had to swab it. What it's like watching aliens look at things on Earth. That's what it's kind of like. what it was. What is this? It's like you literally uh -huh, have never. Uh -huh. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> You've yep, never uh -huh. seen a microphone before. Uh huh. Microphone. Uh huh. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh huh. Yeah, I got laptop. Got all swabbed and I was clean. You got swabbed. Did, is that all they did? Did they like take you to a private room? No, it was actually just down from where everybody you know goes through TSA, mm -hmm. and um, and they just you know just helped me there asking questions while they were investigating my material. And um, so when I packed everything back up after they had unpacked it, you know the laptop is in a separate bin because mm -hmm. the laptop has to be in a separate bin at TSA. I guess I just didn't pick up that extra bin or it hadn't gone through yet. And I already got, I don't know. I love it was the logic behind keep. Let's keep people safe, guys. And how we're going to do this is we're going to create a bottleneck. We're going to have everybody go through this point with all your explodables. We're just going to keep it right here and then put any other explodable material in the same bin. Just keep adding explodable material to it. Just keep adding it in there. We're going to bottleneck you all right by where they're discarding the explodable material. That's what we're going to do. That's, that, I mean, that's, a, that's TSA. That's keeping people safe. Oh, yeah. yeah I feel so, so much safer. You, you didn't have any crack videos, right? And no. No, yours were all SCOBY videos. Yeah. All of you making this hippie, this hippie hot There's dog There's nothing water. wrong with fermentation. You act like Jimmy it's a hippie thing. Christmas. No, I'm just... Should be a regular no, thing. No, it's totally a hippie thing. No, it's not. You know, I just realized that the overly manicured feller, who is the spokesperson for that um, balding redhead and his suitcase briefcase girlfriend... Oh, Harry and Megan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've, he, he looks like a, like, a, uh, like a teenage girl did his makeup. <laughs> Just super generously, super overly manicured. His name's Scobie. I just oh, now made that connection. Wow. Hmm, look at that. All right, so yeah, so Kane's turned into Hunter Biden. So if there's like a weird Scobie video or anything where it shows people burning wood for scents, it's totally him. He is that person. That's it's probably his. So we'll see. He's in a deprivation tank with his Palo Santo, burning it. And then he's drinking his scoby tea. For crying out loud. I'm just saying, you know. I'm, you know, it's just what it's like. All right, so we've, um, I have a number, a couple of other things here. We're going to be talking to 
I believe we got a Congresswoman Lauren Boebert who's going to be on later in the program. And she's been put on the, the House Oversight Committee. Pretty powerful committee. We're going to talk about this. Marjorie Taylor Greene got on Homeland Security and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, and there's some like goofy stuff that's happening with within the GOP, too, that I'm already tired of. We're already tired. We're already tired of all that. Uh, but that's we're going to we're going to discuss that. Also, I saw this video uh, last night. We we're talking about uh, the clot shot. Sorry. I mean, the the injection. I, I can't call it a vaccine because I don't lie. And I didn't realize this. So Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov, apparently he, because you know how they've been making athletes do all this, they've been making athletes do everything, whether it's getting the shot, whether it's wearing rainbow jerseys. They didn't, he didn't want to wear a rainbow jersey for warm-ups. Pride night. They have a pride. Why is there a pride night? Again, we're going to have a whole day here at the sports game about how you have sex. That's what we're doing. Wait, you mean to tell us that you're going to devote an entire day of recognition to how people do it? Yeah. Well, I thought that people wanted privacy. Uh-huh. You sound like an alien. That doesn't make any sense. None of that makes any sense. Listen to this. This is audio soundbite. I don't know what. My screen, I, I don't have my four and a half foot giant gaming screen. It's whatever audio soundbite this is, where it's Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov. He's explaining, like, why he, he's like, my, he goes, I respect everybody and everybody's choices. Mine is to stay true to myself. He's a Christian. Listen. Everybody, I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. How, how do you really Any, uh, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, if you have any hockey questions, I would like, I would answer those. Just, uh, Can you just clarify what is your Good for him. Good for him. And I mean, they and thankfully, the other reporters were like, okay, I guess we're not going to get any more. We're just going to go ahead and move on to the next thing. And they did. They also had his head coach. I love that his head coach had his back. Uh, his, listen to this. Uh, coach John Tortorella, who defended him. And he's like, I'm not benching him. Why would he bench him? Anyway, that's a stupid question. Listen to this. Yeah, I, I think the organization has sent out a release regarding the organization, the, the beliefs that we have uh, and how we feel about it, and really a great night. Um, with Provi, uh, uh, he, he's being true to himself and to his religion. This has to do with his belief in his religion. And it's one thing I respect about Provi. He's always true to himself. So wait a minute. you People are shocked that they have to respect his religion because he won't put on a jersey that is only strictly about how other people have sex he's expected to accommodate everyone else but no one can just like say you know what that's his religion he's a nice guy everybody can coexist what happened to the coexist what happened to that this is also stupid quit making people bend a damn knee be like hell no i'm not wearing your stupid jersey this is dumb you're having a whole day recognizing how people have sex. Like, just play the damn game. This is so stupid. Golly. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered. The 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind and Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now, other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night 
sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first up close and personal at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So a number of things here. Uh, there was another impressive SpaceX launch and landing. They st- the way that the Falcon lands is still like Falcon Heavy is super crazy to me. Uh, but they had the launch of the USSF-67 mission to a geosynchronous Earth orbit from Launch Complex 39A, Kennedy Space Center in Florida. And it was just it just landed safely. It was a very successful mission, so good on them. Australian Open bans flags from Russia and Belarus on, on their grounds during the tournament. And they said that it's because of everything that's been happening with Ukraine and Belarus and their uh, Putin-picked leader has been incredibly supportive of Russia's actions. Normally, they can display flags uh, during matches at Melbourne Park, but Tennis Australia reversed the policies for the main countries, the two countries involved in the invasion of Ukraine, a year ago. So that's their new rule right now. Uh, also, Nevada, a Nevada county is considering banning covid and flu vaccines elko county board of health is going to meet today to discuss uh, a consideration on placing a moratorium on covid19 and flu vaccines in the county they're also going to consider discontinuing local advertising for covid19 and flu vaccines pending investigations and results of that florida supreme court case so that's a, that's a pretty good thing too usa is spending 120 percent of its gdp Man, nothing good comes from that. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store back after this. Black Rifle Coffee Company set out on a mission to make the best cup of coffee that's ever hit your mug. And I think they've hit that mission straight on. Their dream has been to sell enough premium coffee to build a support network for veterans, first responders, and law enforcement. And thanks to your support, that dream has come true. Black Rifle Coffee is roasted by a veteran-led team of brilliant coffee graders who work tirelessly to roast and bag the highest quality coffee here in America. And the coffee is truly one of a kind and my favorite. Your support has helped Black Rifle Coffee Company expand their team of active duty service members, veterans, and veteran family members. And they were able to donate over 120,000 bags of coffee to veterans and first responders in 2022. Visit blackriflecoffee.com Dana and use my code Dana at checkout for 20% off your purchase and your first coffee club order. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash Dana. Use code Dana and also look for Black Rifle Coffee in grocery and convenience stores. Black Rifle Coffee, America's coffee. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. The people who possess it, oh, look at me, I'm a big it's deal. A rifle. And, and it's a rifle. It's not a rifle, Yes, it's Greg. a rifle. It's a, it is a machine. What does AR stand for? It is, it is, it is a, a automatic it's a rifle. Hey. No. God needs to put a holy hand over my mouth with that. That was Geraldo Rivera. I'm so glad, by the way, that uh, my friend Greg Gutfeld was there to correct him. That was yesterday on The Five. And Geraldo Rivera was saying, no, well, you know, the ARs, I can't even believe we're having these conversations. I feel like we've been talking about this for 10 years now. It's been a whole entire decade plus. We've been having the same conversations. Not a single one of these people have listened. I mean, it's, it's a company. 
This is like, you know, Lego stuff. This is like basic toddler education. It's just so tiring. But they just keep doing it over and over again. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. And uh, we are broadcasting from SHOT Show 23 here in Las Vegas. And joining me for her very first SHOT Show ever. First time she's ever been here. She's a little shocked about how many floors of fun there is here. Floors of fun. Congresswoman from Colorado, Lauren Boebert. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) That's our crowd. There is uh, so much room for activities here. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line from Step Brothers, which is one of the best movies ever made. It really is. No, there there is. I mean, and it's like overwhelming, really. And so, for people who don't know, NSSF National Shooting Sports Foundation Shot Show is the manufacturer's event. So someone was joking to us on our flight over here. They're like, "So it's like a bunch of arms dealers." And I'm like, "Yeah, basically." But it's not like the (laughs) movies, you know. It's like you know a bunch of people because most of this is so many small businesses. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that not every one's a huge manufacturer Mm -hmm. and there's actually so few of those it's a lot of mom and pop stuff right yes and and these are the arms dealers that joe biden doesn't like yeah uh you know unless they're running guns to mexico right right to ukraine (laughs) yeah then he loves those yes those are great those are great so tell me about this because you know it was a little weird it was a little dramatic start Oh, to yes. the to the oh. term, but everybody got through it. What Can a great I, I'm just going to ask you right out of the gate: What the hell goes on in the ladies' bathroom? <laughs> in okay, so I I actually kind of um, love that that story came out because of how I was quoted. Um, so yeah, I mean we're talking in the congressional ladies' bathroom. Um, I'm there with Anna Paulina Luna, and you know people are upset about what's going on in the speaker's race. Um, it had been a couple of days. We were not electing Kevin McCarthy. We hadn't received the concessions that we wanted, and um, my my colleague um, from Georgia, the gentlewoman from Georgia, um, came up and started um, you know being being kind of nasty about it. And no one else had been nasty about it. Everyone had been very professional. Um, I have seen it, it was the most organized I have seen Congress since I've been there in two years. We had debate on the House floor, 434 members of Congress present. We were engaging in conversations. Relationships were being built and strengthened on both sides of the aisle. It was incredible. Um, and so when she started going after me, uh, I looked at her and said, don't be ugly. Because you guys were kind of like BFFs there for a while, weren't you? Or no? But, Am I just, is that just because, you know, the media was I, like, look, two women in Congress. I, at the I, same think, time. I think the media saw two women in Congress. You know, there was, there was nothing against her. Um, we, we travel in the same circles, right. um, have the same policy views on, on a lot of things, not everything, but um, on, on many things. Right. And, uh, but yeah, I, I looked at her, said, I don't have time for this. I said, don't be ugly. And that's something that my granny used to say to me when I was being a brat. Uh, it's like the she, most inoffensive thing you could yeah, say, I think, she by She'd the say, way. don't be ugly. And, uh, yeah, probably so, how uh, I would have responded. Yeah, granny, granny told me that a lot, though. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so. <laughs> it's like, sounds like a, ver- a Colorado version of bless your heart. <laughs> right, yes. Right? It's yeah, what it sounds La- like. Lauren, you're being ugly. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I, I left and went, went back to work. But, gosh, what an amazing first week. I got to uh, add in, one in more thing to the bathroom. Sure. Because I know you're like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. But I got to add one thing. The thing that I found the funniest about this, because Debbie Dingle's a Democrat. Uh-huh. She comes out of the bathroom and she was quoted in like Politico or something. And everyone's like, what happened? What happened? Congressman? What happened? And she's like, what happens in the ladies room stays in the ladies room. <laughs> and I was a little impressed with that. I was like, that's a true sister. You right know, there. Debbie like, Dingle she- is classy. 
She is classy. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, nice. So, and, and her husband was a huge advocate uh, of the Second Amendment mm. and, and hunting. Uh, so, you know, and she, she tries to stay involved there some. So we nice. serve on natural resources. So everything together. has been, everything is, you know, now it's all, you know, calm down. Everybody's getting, because mm-hmm. you guys are getting a lot done. You just, yes. you got on house oversight. Is that correct? Yes, I did. Yes. Bring it on. I am ready Dang. for these investigations. You powered ready. up. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, we are stronger now than we've ever been. Um, I'm very excited to serve on uh, the House Oversight Committee. And um, there's a, uh, a gentleman from Tennessee who is going to be joining the House Oversight Committee as well. His name is Tim Burchett. Oh. And uh, he is probably the one the most funny member of Congress there is. He's one of my best buds. Um, he protected Matt Gates and I uh, from Mike Rogers, who was trying to throw blows at Matt. And- I love the ad- <laughs> I love the bad lip reading version of that so yes. much better. Yes. That, was, oh, that bad, was hysterical. The bad lip reading was amazing. We would have never known that Kevin brought the tiger had we not prevented this. It was all of those brilliant. Yes. And it, you said, I don't like a smirk. And, and it looked like you actually said that. I'm like, I know this how fake news gets started but i mean it looked like she actually said that well you know the first time i watched it like how did they get mics on the house floor i thought it was just cameras and what's with the music and the music and yeah i brought brought the the organ that was the fun i will say this if mccarthy does not the next time he speaks if he does not say something about the tiger i'm gonna be i'm gonna be more disappointed in him than everybody was during that whole fight can we call the speaker the tiger king now that is that Oh, <laughs> we got to get, you have to have a jacket, like the Mr. EMT Speaker jacket, yes. got to have all of that. So tell everybody, so you're on house oversight. Mm-hmm. What are, is, and is that, is that a committee that you were kind of eyeing? Like, how did that placement happen? Absolutely. Um, so I have been wanting to um, serve on the oversight committee since I arrived in Congress. Uh, they put me on the budget committee. I went home, told my husband, he's like, oh, this is a national security threat. Why are you there? Um, we sent you to D.C. to help, and they put you on the budget committee? What Do they want you to fail? Um, but I actually had a lot of fun serving there under uh, ranking member Jason Smith, um, who's now chairman of Ways and Means. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, was, it was really great, but I, I want to be in the fight. I serve on natural resources, which takes care of my my district the west um and uh, all of our energy issues and so much uh so that's definitely a priority but i i want to be in the fight and i i want to hold these people accountable who have been destroying our country every chance they get I, I, it's it's unabashed they they work so diligently to shred our constitution to take your god-given rights to take your freedoms to silence you and this is something that i want to bring to light mm-hmm. and 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 expose truth you're, we're talking with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert from the beautiful state of Colorado. One of the things that I was thinking about when all the numbers were coming in and we were seeing how many more seats Republicans got in the House, mm-hmm. and it was still it was, it was less than what we saw. I was watching some of the districts. Some of the districts surprised me. Some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, with Democrats still controlling the Senate, it is a weird position for Republicans because right. it's the power of the purse. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, it's exponentially more powerful than if they were if it was reversed if they had you know more control of the senate as opposed to the house Correct. so what does that do for your all strategy going into mm-hmm. this because i mean this is the tax and spend administration but right. you guys are the wall against which that crashes yes uh well you know so senate republicans um did put us in a tight spot with the omnibus bill oh, uh boy, you know so ever. nancy pelosi is now ruling with a dead hand until september with spending um but this is why oversight was such a priority for me to have the hearings and investigations because mm-hmm that is going to be our most effective work. Um, and, uh, and then with the Senate, we kind of put them in a box with all of the concessions that were made in the speaker's race. 
our rules in the House now require single subject legislation. Any amendments that are offered have to be germane to the bill. So no more titling a bill one way and loading it with a bunch of garbage like Gosh, the I infrastructure bill. Yeah, yeah it's, that's always the, well, we're going to tack this thing to, to a special pork onto a veterans mm-hmm. bill. I guess you hate veterans if you don't want to give a eleven trillion dollars. I got to those this. attack ads yes. in my district. Yes. And uh, no, actually, I didn't have time to read the bill, so I wasn't going to pass it to find out what's in it. And, and that's another thing that we've done. 72 hours to actually read a bill, um, nice. which is, you know, seems very common sense. But we have 12 individual appropriations bills, no more omnibus bills, and the Senate has to comply with our rules. So they have to send us single subject legislation. They have to have amendments that are demanded. Oh, they do. That's they why this was such a battle. And so we, got so we changed the entire structure of Congress with this speaker's battle that we had. These were the concessions we were demanding. It wasn't a personal wish list. This is a huge win for America. Mm. Uh, so it, it's it's very important that we have this majority. Um, it's a slim majority. We have to learn to work together. And um, there's probably going to be a lot of topics where, you know, I agree with 80% that's here and 20% I don't. But what what's really best. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I'm glad that we took the House. Uh, the Senate looks much better for us in 2024. And dang it, we better get the White House. Oh, my gosh. Have we better. We better be all together going after the White House. Yes. Talking with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Now, one of the things that she's obviously is known for is being a huge Second Amendment supporter. So it's no surprise to see her at SHOT Show. I actually don't know if I, I just remarked to you before we went on air. I'm not quite sure if we saw. I don't think we've seen any other lawmakers or from the house at least here at shot show which is is i think it's kind of important considering some of these rules yes. that are coming out from the atf who shockingly has a booth here has a booth here at shot show i i, I cannot believe that the atf is welcome here and they spoke, <laughs> the end spoke. now i get that the manufacturers they are trying to keep a civil relationship mm-hmm. civility is not my first go-to <laughs> So it's you little, and me both, girl. You it's a little both. bit difficult. I, I I told you I was like maybe we should go visit their booth, which is both a great and a horrible yeah. idea all right. at the same time. Yes, um, but, which still may happen. But I wanted to ask you because you had this pistol brace rule. You had that great rule from we're going to talk to Michael Cargill coming up. I think next hour yep. he was uh, the guy who filed, first filed suit and ultimately mm-hmm. resolved with the Fifth Circuit saying right. you can't skip the Administrative Procedures Act. Mm-hmm. You got to follow. You can't you can't eliminate congressional review, correct? The oversight correct. you can't take that away. This has to follow the proper procedure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that this rule about pistol braces because you're turning. I don't know how many millions of Americans into mm-hmm. felons overnight, right. essentially. I would be one of them. Right. But it's crazy, Congresswoman, because I just recently may have almost lost some things in a boating accident. Uh, and you I know, love I, boating, so I may have yes, another one. Yes, um, I, I was planning a boating trip, and I'm really afraid of the, you know, just American the, the boat capsizing. And, you know, and I always travel with all my firearms. So um, all on of boats, them. all mm-hmm. of them. Yes, all the braces, all the accessories. Yes. So, yes. Uh, you know, this is, um, this is something that's really frustrating because because Congress makes laws. Right. Um, a rule is not a law, and the ATF does not have jurisdiction to make laws. And so this is something that's really frustrating. I'm super happy with the decision in the Fifth Circuit Court, um, but we have to do our part to have that congressional review, to have that congressional yeah. oversight, to bring them in, make them answer, and and, and really undo what they're doing. Um, I, I would love to see the ATF abolished, um, you know. But- <laughs> I'm just going to say, here, here. That's, how, that's how you become a best friend. Right, yes. Add, add the IRS on to it, too. Yeah. We'll, be, yeah. we'll, we'll get there, girl. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, this is this is a huge problem. When when these alphabet agencies um, come in and, and say, we don't have to answer to Congress who created us, who funded us, that's a problem. That's they a are problem. larger than they were ever intended to be. And so we have to begin to rein that in. Um, and one of the concessions that we had in the speaker's race was um, a, a select committee for the weaponization of the federal government. And that's a brilliant, that's it, brilliant. It's going to be massive. And, and so all of these agencies are, are going to have to answer to the weaponization, to the overreach, um, going after moms and dads at school boards, all, everything. Mm. So I, I'm very excited about this. Last question for you, talking with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert from Colorado. Where are you looking to go here at Chacho? Got your eye on any like first places you'd like to hit? I, I'm going to Magpul. Nice. Yes. Yes. Oh, we remember when they got run out of color. Yeah, exactly. We were there when they did I know, the whole that, mag drop. Yeah. There's a special place in my heart for Magpul. I, I would love for um, someone to get in that governor's mansion in Colorado and reverse all of that and, and bring them back to Colorado. Um, so they're they're up north in Wyoming. They still do a little bit there in, uh, um, in, in Colorado, but nothing significant because our, our gun laws are so terrible. Mm. Um, there were six unconstitutional gun laws that were passed last year, one of them um, being that cities, towns, counties, special districts, so even a water district, um, can ban concealed carry in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Uh, Special districts. Um, And so they can ban concealed carry in those areas if if they so choose to. Um, And our concealed carry permits were kind of our saving grace in Colorado. And um, now they've done away with that. Uh, So I I would love to see Colorado just um, completely reverse course, but we're not going to just Uh, yet. Well, you're getting there. I'll get some love to Magpul. Well, we'll we'll talk later because I think actually the more I think about it, the more I think we should hit up the ATF booth. You know, to yes. say hi. Yes. I want to see my tax dollars at work. You know, absolutely. I just see what's going on. So. Yes, I I would love to go there side by side. Yeah, that's talking uh, that's, to the ATF. Kane's already shaking, so yeah. we'll, we'll get it all. I have a block out. of aluminum. I'd like to uh, show ban them. Ban it! Ban it! It identifies as an SBR. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can now access them with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile also offers a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't support your values. The Patriot Mobile 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. Get free activation today with offer code Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. Just visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. And make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse. All kinds of good things. All kinds of good things out there. I wanted to do, because we got a couple of other things I want to make sure that we hit as well, including, uh, I can't, what is, I don't know what's going on with the Scots. I don't know if you've heard this. We're going to be playing this coming up. I mean, probably play some of it now. We got a couple of minutes. So the, uh, they're banning, the Scottish government is trying to ban private cars. Listen to this, audio soundbite 11. 
on transport, our second strategic transport project review published just two weeks ago confirms that the era of catering for unconstrained growth in private car use is well and truly over. The review follows the sustainable, the sustainable investment hierarchy which aims to reduce the need to travel unsustainably and prioritises making best use of enhancing existing infrastructure before investing in new capacity. Can I just say that like they've gone from freedom to we're going to ban private cars. Exactly. You know, what? Why how does you how do you get to that like that's gonna do anything? Oh that, that's not gonna do not a single thing. This is crazy. Come on. Stop it. What's happening with people? It's nuts. I have so much wokery for you. I can't even deal with it. So much wokery. Including the rise, I saw this piece and I rolled my eyes. You know, every generation, my own generation of, of women included, every generation thinks that they are so unique and so like, oh my gosh, no one's like us. So I saw this piece. It says, the rise of the single woke and young and democratic female. Aren't all young women, don't they? Most of them start out like that and then they get educated like me and then they become not Democrat. Yeah. Isn't that kind of how it is? But Interesting, an Institute for Family Studies analysis of 2020 census data found one in six women don't have kids by the time they reach the end of their childbearing years. We're actually going to have a major problem with our population growth. We're going to talk about this here coming up. Uh, and also, the Senate seats that may flip in 24, th this is a bombshell. The FDA admits that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. I'm not saying schmaxines, but I might be. We got that and a whole bunch more for you coming up. Stick with us. I am not prepared to be an advocate for public funds going to private schools. That does not take away from a parent's ability to choose to send their child to a private school. And, and thinking earlier of, of Senator Den Hartog um, talking about um, the, well, just the, the changes and, and the various ways that I just lost my thought on that. I'm going to come back. Oh, golly. That's just some of the, just, that's, I mean, I tweeted this out the, the other night uh, from Corey DeAngelis. And I was like, this is crazy. Idaho State Superintendent Debbie Critchfield. I'm just not prepared to be an advocate for public funds going to private schools. I think she's a Republican, too. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. We are uh, here that well we're here from in vegas from shot show 23 and we uh we don't have these simulcast but we have our our women I mean, you can hear us and then we're going to be putting up uh audio on uh, facebook and twitter as well so you can watch for that of our interviews and all that good stuff because we just spoke with uh congresswoman woman bovair obviously the first thing i was like what the hell goes on in the ladies rooms there i gotta say like that fight like, I, I mean, that's where everybody knows in girls, girl code is the fights will happen in the bathroom or the locker room. That's where they go down. If they're going to go down somewhere, that's where they're going to go down. That's where it's going to get tricky. And so, yeah, just like the song. So that's where it all goes down. And I just thought it was so fun because Debbie Dingle and I have debated before. She's not she's always been civil. So I don't have anything nasty to say about it. We just disagree on things. But I got to say. That's pretty gangster for Debbie Dingle to come out and be like, yeah, what happens in the ladies' room stays in the ladies' room, and I'm not going to talk about it, no way, no how. I mean, that's pretty much verbatim what she said. She's like, I'm not going to talk about it, not now, not ever. Because the reporters were hounding her. They're like, you're a Democrat, you'll give it up. She's like, no, I won't. Nobody else said anything. You know that? 
Nobody else really said anything. Really? Yeah. I mean, we found out from some of the people involved, but like everybody else, like there's like a code, man. There's girl code. You, what happens in the ladies' room stays in the ladies' room. That's not stuff you share. Like what happens there stays there. By the way, sidebar, you want to know why women all go to the bathroom at the same time? Because they're talking crap about other people at the table. Yeah. That's true. You guys don't do you guys don't do that. Yours like locker room stuff. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. So we're here at uh we're here at Chacho in Vegas and I we're there's another press conference that's supposed to be happening with KJP all about those classifying documents and the special treatment that Biden gets. Throughout all of this, you realize that it just makes him look even all the worse. I mean this all the worse. All the worse, all the worse, because he looks completely um, cognitively not up to up to it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just I'm just the whole thing is fascinating to me. So we have we got more audio here. I wanted to make sure I play some because KJP had a really bad time yesterday at the press conference. Audio soundbite one. Listen to this. You guys can ask me this a hundred times, two hundred times if you wish. I'm going to keep saying the same thing. I hear your question. It's been asked. It's been answered. It's been noted. And we're just going to try to move on here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to move on here. And then audio soundbite two. I'll see you guys tomorrow. You told me six times that turned out to be false. Are you sorry about that? I'll see you tomorrow. Come talk to me. Oh, is she going to? Well, they're going to come see her today because today is tomorrow. <laughs> so she's horrible. Are they going to get any answers then? Audio soundbite six. She uh, they, she can't answer this. When did they find out about these docs in the Penn Center? I Listen provided here. I provided the information that you all had at the time. You and know. I confirmed. No, I did not know. I'm saying I had the information. I actually said this to Cecilia. I had the information that you all had at the time. Right. And so this is why I also said to Cecilia, this is why we are trying to be very prudent here. And we're trying to be very consistent and say this is an ongoing uh, legal process. And this is why I say we're just not going to comment from here. That is a perfect example in Cecilia's question. And I was very clear about that. Uh, when did you learn about the documents found at the Penn Center in November and in Wilmington in December? When your team was in, was uh, doing a story on it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? Though. Yeah. When, when did you? When you were doing a story on it? I kind of feel like they knew, just because if you have his lawyers already looking at everything else then do you know what i'm saying like that to me that signal that signals that you already know and you're working to hide it like you know you're working in concert to hide it that's what i see i'm telling you what all right we have a number of other things i want to make sure we hit because it's a packed show today uh, and we have uh gonna get into some of the crime statistics i was talking about this yesterday like just you know how everyone's like oh you can't have like illinois illinois is like we're going to ban everybody else from having semi-automatic rifles because that's going to make the gangbangers that are buying their handguns on the black market stop shooting people in chicago you know that was pritzker's that's pritzker's logic for real did you hear this the san francisco board is suggesting reparations board five million lump sum payment 
That's what they want for each longtime black resident. That's what they want. Reparations. I don't I don't believe in reparations. You know what? The debt for evil that had been committed was paid by the bodies of the dead that littered Gettysburg. That were on that were on the fields in Gettysburg. All throughout the Civil War. That was the debt that was paid. And I just I don't agree with the reparations thing. I don't. Because everybody at one point has been in different various degrees of severity has been held in bondage. I mean, golly, read the Bible. Look at watch Gangs of New York. I mean, for the love. And also, I think you have to consider I mean, how did it originate and who was engaged in the marketing of people? I mean, people didn't just, I, I, I mean, I think that's something, what is it? There was the movie that, what was the movie? Woman Warrior or something like that. It was just came out this year. And it was one of the uh, tribal nations in Africa that was apparently notorious for slave trade. Like warring with other tribal nations and when they would conquer them, they would sell them into bondage. And some people were accurately noting, why are you making a movie glorifying this and glossing over the brutal history of that tribal nation? So are they involved in the whole like reparations conversation? I'm just curious. I'm just, you know, and and, it just seems odd to me that they're going to force taxpayers who never owned slaves to pay money to people who never were slaves. It, which uh, is ca- no which is California. Will that like, end racism? There's no. Yeah, it's not going to end racism. By the way, I'm not going to hear no talk of reparations from anybody who votes for the party that literally made them need them, or made them want them, not need them. You know, voting for Democrats, Democrats, the same Democrats who were against. Oh my gosh, what everything? They they the Democrats that were against freeing people, the Democrats who wanted to wage war to be able to keep people in bondage. Those Democrats is really hard. And also, you got to think of how absolutely stupidly impractical this is. So my husband's great grandfather or great great grandfather was in Andersonville prison, which is now I think Sumter, what they called it. It was in was in prison there. Notorious prison. He fought for the Union. He was imprisoned by the Confederacy. And he was one of the very few people that survived. They used to drive a wild ox into the middle of the prison yard and the prisoners would have to eat it with their bare hands and teeth. Um, I mean, there's like stories that are, and when he came out, he was just a shell of a man. So does that mean because he paid that price is there, is that going to be, is that a discount? Or what about some of my ancestry who had been here who knows how long? Is there a discount? Or what about Kane's family who came from Mexico? Does he get a discount? How does this work? This is why it's so stupid. Or what about some of the indigenous nations in the United States of America who actually own slaves? <laughs> you know, like, how does that work? You know, I mean, there's, that's, that's the uncomfortable truth that this conversation immediately opens. You have to assess all this. And what about all of the, the tribal nations that sold people into bondage and then when they came over here, when they were sold over here? I mean, the whole, it's a horrible point in, his, in any, in world history, period. And it's horrible that it happens to anyone and it keeps happening to people. But this idea that you're going to victimize someone else because an ancestor was victimized. Well, I had ancestors who got numbers on the Dawes rolls and they were on, they got a number on the trail of genocide. I mean, where's, where's that? Do I get a percentage of that for having that ancestry? I'm just wondering. 
You know, how far back are we going to go? What about the Irish? Are they going to get like a percent? I mean, how far does this go? This is so stupid. It, all it does is victimize other people. And then to argue, and I was listening to some of these people who were, who were on this reparations board promoting this. They were like, oh, well, you know, and it's not even just that. It's also, you know, the housing and everything. Yeah, Democrats under FDR. The same damn Democrats that you continue to vote for. The same damn Democrats who keep perpetuating the policies that, that actually did your community harm. And you're going to make everyone else give reparations because of who keeps voting for Democrats? Who's been running California this whole damn time? Who's been running Chicago this whole time? Who's been running St. Louis City this whole time? Who has predominantly been running New York City this whole time? This is so goofy. This is a dumb conversation to have. It's a stupid proposal. And it should be laughed out of the room. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. This uh, was a shocking story. I read this yesterday. The FAA has very quietly admitted, Steve Kirsch has a big thing on this, that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. And then there was a story saying that billionaires are now requesting unvaccinated pilots for their private jets. It was what one pilot actually said when they were at Davos because they're having that World Economic Forum thing there, that weirdo meeting. One pilot said, yeah, we are getting wealthy businessmen who require unvaccinated pilots and crew. Yeah, the story about the EKG, though, this is wild. So the 2022 version of the the FAA guide for aviation medical examiners they widened the EKG parameters beyond the normal range from a PR max at 0.2 to unlimited. And that's, not, they, that's a lot. That was, and it was done after the rollout of the injections. Curse writes, they, they thought that no one would, would notice. And he says that, you know, it's his best. I mean, he, there's, there's a lot of stuff that happened. He's the founder of the vaccine. If you don't know who Steve Kirsch is, he's the founder of vaccine safety, the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation. And he was saying that the FAA back in October, very, very quietly, widened those requirements necessary for pilots to be able to fly. So they, the PR, a measure of heart function, used to be in the range of 0.12 to 0.2. Now it's 0.12 to 0.3 and potentially even higher. And it's a wide range, and he writes that it accommodates people who have cardiac injury. And some of the cardiologists to whom he's spoken are just shocked by this. Now, there are a lot of people who think that it's because of the injections. And he says he published a whole bunch of data, uh, which he says his estimate was 20% damage. He says that his data supports that. There was a study of 177 people in Puerto Rico, 97% of whom were vaccinated, ages 8 to 84, and 70% of them went screened for cardiac injury. Uh, and he linked the study, by the way, uh, that it, using the FDA-approved testing device from HeartCare Corp exhibited objective signs of what he says was cardiac injury. In Thailand, a study showed that nearly 30% of kids had abnormal cardiac biomarkers after the injection. And of course, VAERS. I've seen reports there's of people sharing their personal information with photos and everything, you know, their loved ones that are in the hospital and how it was reported to VAERS, et cetera. But they made these changes to the Guide for Aviation Medical Examiners, and you can actually see it online, and it gets into all of it. I, is, that's shocking. In the United States, he notes, Kirsch notes that they weren't allowed to do lab tests on people before and after the injection. 
That's wild. Absolutely wild. So the actual rate of injuries probably, I mean, how are you not doing a study before and after? That just like goes into all the more how haphazard this was. It's really something. It's really something else. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I think this is what karma is. A thief stole a St. Michael statue from the church, and then in the middle of the burglary, tripped over said statue and was injured by the angel's sword. The drunken thief literally fell on the sword of a statue of St. Michael the Archangel. He's trying to steal it from a church in Monterey, Mexico. And his name is Carlos Alonso. He went to Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey to rob the church. And in the darkness, he jumped over the fence, broke the glass door, entered the church, tried to take the statue, then tripped, fell on the sword, and seriously injured his neck. So he got stabbed in the neck, Kane. Monterey Civil Protection arrived on the scene, cut the padlock, saved the wood. They had to save his life. He was, like, dying. That's The statue was unharmed entirely. So... There's a lesson there. My grandma would have called that a godsmack. That's what she would have called that. I'm just saying. That's what that's called. That's, you know. Uh, Also, a couple of other things here to get to. Microsoft is set to cut 5% of its workforce or 11,000 roles in an effort to cut back costs due to slowing demand. This was a story that I mentioned yesterday. Uh, We ran out of time to really get to it. There's a fury because the $22 million Washington, D.C. Korean War Memorial is riddled with a thousand spelling mistakes, has the names of 400 uh, of of the dead left off, and also includes a troop who survived, 22 million. John Lott joins us next to talk about crime, where it is and where it's not, not where there's guns. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. Welcome back to the program. You're a lovable little curmudgeon here, Dana Lash. And we are in the bottom of our second hour broadcasting live here from Vegas for SHOT Show 2023. We didn't come the year before because they wanted you to wear the face panty. Not not an SSF who puts on shot show, but the Venetian people did. The Venetians. They wanted you to wear it. And we're not doing that. We don't play that way. But we're here this year. We're happy to be here. And we've had a lot of got a lot of stuff to discuss. And one of the things I mentioned this yesterday. So I talked about this a little yesterday. Um, so I could kind of set it up for the conversation that we were going to have today. One of the things that we always hear always here like for instance like i like pritzker he's like well i'm gonna sign an assault weapons ban and ban all the semi-automatics from people in illinois so that the gangbangers who buy them on the black market in chicago will stop killing people and it's gonna work that's j that's that's jd pritzker's logic the governor signed that ban in which is totally not going to pass after a court fight but you always hear that anytime oh if there's you know constitutional carry anything that's been passed there's going to be blood in the streets that's actually one of my favorite phrases that they use But that's not actually what the numbers are showing. In fact, there is a new survey, a new study out from Crime Prevention Research Center, John Lott, showing that murders actually are occurring overwhelmingly in dense urban areas, many with tough anti-firearm restrictions and far less in suburban and rural areas where firearm ownership is more common now we all know this but it's fun to see just by how much this is true so john lott of crime prevention research center joins me now to discuss this so john i made mention of it it's good to see you i said before 
you know, we went on air that someone had written something about the study and they said that, well, there's, there's little to no editorializing. It's just all numbers. And it, that's what it is. This is hard math. I hope it wasn't too dry, but it's great. It's great though. I love it because you know what you're getting. You go and you're like, this is, this is it because people, when, I mean, this is, these, these murders, these crimes are becoming so much more concentrated in these areas. And I would, what, attribute that to perhaps, you know, the lack of faith in policing, you know, all this oh, other pretty, stuff. It's not rocket science. I mean, first of all, one of the comments you just said, just say this blood in the streets, they've been saying this for 30 years oh, yeah. with regard to concealed carry, right to carry laws, even before constitutional carry. You'd think at some point they'd be bashful, knowing how many times that they've been proven wrong on it, that they'd stop doing it. But I don't know. I guess they have nothing else mm -mm, that they nothing. can go and use. But, uh, you know, it's not rocket science about what's been happening. Uh, you have many of these large urban areas. You have district attorneys who are refusing to prosecute violent criminals. You have places like Chicago that cut the number of police officers in 2020 by 400 slots. That year, New Jeez. York City cut its police budget by $1 billion a year. A billion dollars. An entire billion dollars. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, and then you have... Uh, you have uh, liberal judges across the country over the last the couple of years justice. who have released, you know, many urban areas, half or even two thirds of the inmates that were in jail. Uh, and you have bail reform. You have places where people may be facing 30 years in jail and they're released on no or very little bail. Uh, I'll give you an example. You remember uh, the guy who drove his SUV through the Christmas crowd mm -hmm. in, uh, in Wisconsin killing six and sending 61 people to the hospital. Um, he had already attempted to murder the mother of his child with the same car. So he had been arrested and charged with attempted murder. He faced three other felonies on top of that. The total prison time that he was facing was over 30 years. And he's 38 years old. And uh, he was released on $1,000 bail, which basically meant he had to put up $100. What additional penalty can you pose on him? If he's already facing essentially a life sentence, th he's 38, facing 30 years in jail, you give him a second life sentence, it's essentially a free crime mm -hmm. that he can commit at that point because there's really no additional penalty that's that you can impose on really him. That's a really awful way to look. It's true. It's a tr it's, it's ho I mean, that's the horrible reality of it. So, so we've seen... Murders and violent crime are overwhelmingly concentrated in tiny areas in this country. The worst 5% of the counties in 2000 accounted for 73% of the murders. That's gone up, I think, in part because of the types of changes we were just talking mm -hmm. about. But, you know, you compare to the rest of the country, over half the country, over half the counties in the country have n had no murders in that year. Another 20% of the counties had just one murder. So you have 70% of the counties have either zero or one murder. And even in the 5% that have 73% of the murders, those murders are very concentrated in tiny areas. We broke out the data for Los Angeles County by zip code. Uh, you have 86% of the murders in Los Angeles County occur in 30% of the zip codes. About half the, the zip codes have essentially just a couple percent of the murders that occur there. So... Uh, and it's overwhelmingly gang activity, drug gang mm -hmm. activity in particular, people fighting against each other over drug turf. Um, and uh, we're, we're talking with John Lott with Crime Prevention Research Center. You said murder isn't a nationwide problem. Right. Well, I mean, it's 
tiny areas, and you know, very tiny areas where you see the vast majority of murders. Most of the country doesn't have any murders mm. or has a very tiny number of murders. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> Biden uh, for a long time wants to talk about guns as, you know, violence is a, a gun problem in the United mm -hmm. States. What most people don't know is that over 92% of violent crime has nothing to do with guns. Right. And, um, you know, and recently he started talking about giving more money to the police, but he refuses to criticize the district attorneys who won't do their job. He refuses to criticize the bail reform. He refuses to criticize the judges who are letting it prisoners out right. of jail. I mean, even the police, even if they can do their job, they're very frustrated because as soon as they arrest somebody, the person's back out yeah. on the street immediately. After. Superintendent no of Chicago PD said that not long ago. It's the same 1,400 people right. in Chicago. This, uh, we're talking with John Lott, whose new study tears apart that study that came from Third Way, which I know you're aware of, that March study. Uh, that, that's where they try to say, no, 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 you know, this it's is red a, a, a red state a obsession. This is Republicans, a conservatives obsession. It's a red state murder problem. They were saying that, quote, the right wing obsession over homicides in Democrat cities. No murder rates are far higher in Trump voting red states. Well, if you look at Texas, well, Houston and Austin and right. Dallas County, I mean, Dallas downtown, uh, Dallas City. I mean, that's that's where it's all driven from. Look, law enforcement is overwhelmingly a local issue. Mm -hmm. Police are hired and given marching orders based on uh, the local politicians there. The judges are almost always elected locally uh, in places. So, you know, if you don't have, and the district attorneys are locally elected. Uh, so, you know, if you have district attorneys who are refusing to prosecute violent criminals, if you have judges who won't put the people in jail, uh, you know, the bizarre thing is Democrats think that they're, you know, helping equality or equity by being nice to criminals. Mm -hmm. The problem is who are the crimes being committed against? They're being committed against poor minorities of the same race. And the thing is, it's just not the direct victims of the crime, though that's horrible. But, you know, look at the businesses that close. Who owns many of those? Who worked in those companies? Who shops in those stores? Who owns houses in those areas, which are dropping in property value because there's so much crime there? It's the same people. So. You know, they want to go and be nice to violent criminals that are there but because they say we care about blacks or whatever. But there are a lot more people of that race who are being harmed in many different ways, good people whose lives are being destroyed, not just the ones directly from crime, mm. but all the side consequences from it. Yeah, we're talking with John Lott. We're at SHOT Show. Did it strike you as weird? I mean, I'm sure that they have... They've had a booth here before. Maybe I just haven't noticed. And I understand, too, that, you know, National Shooting Sports Foundation, the manufacturer's uh, organization that represents them, you know, they want to have a relationship with the ATF. I mean, I get it. You know, they're trying to make sure that they have, you know, normalcy, uh, civil, you know, civil relationships. But it was weird that the ATF director spoke at, at SHOT Show. Well, you know, the thing that's weird is just how incredibly hostile the guy is to the gun industry and the Biden administration. One thing that's not getting enough attention is literally the thousands of licensed gun dealers that they've put out of business for essentially no reason. They have this the zero tolerance policy where any paperwork mistake, no matter how trivial, no matter how inconsequential, you know, they'll look at 15 years of paperwork, and if they find one paperwork mistake, then you're out of business. Biden 
wants to claim this is rogue gun dealers selling guns out of the back of their store to criminals. It's nothing to do with that. If they actually knew something like that, fine. Put those people out of business. Personally, I think there ought to be a rule that any government agency that makes a paperwork mistake, no matter how trivial or inconsequential, should also be put out of business. Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah, there's a lot of that, and the crowd goes wild. I mean, I've worked, I've worked in the government. I can tell you they don't even have to look at 15 years. They could just look at the last day or so. Right. Paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> that brings us to that, that pistol brace rule, too, which we're going to have Michael Cargill on next hour. He would uh, talk about that Fifth Circuit. Well, court. you know, the bizarre th thing with the with the pistol brace, I think that was the bump stock with the Fifth Circuit. Yeah, but bump the, stock was Fifth Circuit. But uh, the pistol brace. Well, isn't this going to go the same way? I mean, isn't that? I think so. I think it's going to go the same way. I mean, I'm glad the Fifth Circuit made the decision it did because that will hopefully force the Supreme Court. So only look at when there's conflicts right. between the circuits. But, you know, people don't know the history or understand the pistol brace. The whole point of the pistol brace was people who had been in the military who may have lost part of their hand or the use of their hand. It allowed them to be able, a crippled person uh, or disabled, whatever you want to call it, to be able to hold the gun. And so now by banning these, you're making it so disabled people aren't going to be able to go and use a gun defensively. What they do is they look at one case this guy who did this mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado, in this grocery store, who had a, a, a pistol brace there, but he's shooting people eight, ten feet away. The pistol brace, as far as I can tell, made absolutely no difference mm -hmm. to anything. But they just want to go and uh, use this one case to go and, and pass a law. And so there are going to be a lot of disabled people now who aren't going to be able to go and use I'm a just, gun defensively. I'm trying to, and maybe I shouldn't do this because this is the same government entity that says like a basically a, a block of undrilled aluminum is, is a gun. But I'm trying to figure out how... Well, you could throw it at somebody. Yeah, how, and throw a bunch of them and say pew and just go pew, pew, pew. But... I mean, they, they go, well, it's like a short-barreled rifle. It's not an SBR. I, it doesn't, as you were just talking about, the, the whole purpose of the brain, that's not, that it doesn't change how it functions or right. operates. Well, I mean, the, the whole thing, you mentioned the assault weapons ban in, uh, in Illinois. So they have a whole list of about lots of guns by name, which obviously somebody looked through catalogs and yeah. they said, this gun looks this scary. This looks scary. So we're going to ban it. And of course, you know, you have really dangerous things like bayonet mounts on guns and things like that, which, you know, assault weapons use very frequently. Yeah, you know, and, my bayonet. You're right. And, uh, um, but, you know, the thing is, there are guns, you know, other rifles that are semi-automatics that fire the same bullets with the same rapidity, doing the same damage, you know, small caliber hunting rifles since they're banning AR-15s. Um, and, you know, the notion that if I ban some guns based on how they look or these other cosmetic features, that that's going to make a difference to anything. We've had assault weapons bans, both federally and nothing. in state. Well, yeah, and um, there's a federal judge decision in California about two years ago who said that uh, the California experts in the case were unable to provide any evidence that either the federal assault weapons ban or the state assault weapons bans had reduced any type of violent crime. Yeah, they didn't do nothing. They didn't do a single thing. Uh, well, this is, I'm glad you're here. Are you able, or maybe you can, you should stop by the ATF booth. That would be a fun I'm conversation. Sure they I was talking about going Congressman Boebert. I mean, I've I missed the talk, but I've talked to some people, and it seems like they were basically vague about things. People want to know how many FFLs have been put out of business. Yeah. And, you know, they won't give an exact number. They won't even tell, give a number. They won't even give a range. And, uh, you know, it's 
I have to tell you, working in the federal government, one of the things that was most depressing was kind of the deep state, how uh, the bureaucrats will fight against you getting basic information so you can see the type of job that right. they're doing. Yeah. We have to get rolling. John Lott, Crime Prevention Research Center. Always good work. Thank Thanks. you so much. I appreciate what you do, my friend. People can find more at our website at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. Thank you. Of course. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Man, I got a couple crazies here. All right, so first up, a bank customer, says Leesburg, was arrested after allegedly pounding an ATM with a hammer because it took his card and would not give it back. Employees of Bank of America were, meet, were in a meeting uh, on, this was last Saturday, they heard loud noises and yelling outside of the bank. When they looked out the window, they saw a man yelling at the ATM, rocking it back and forth, demanding in a loud voice that he give his card back. And then he went to the back of his white pickup truck, got a hammer, and then beat the machine. After he hit it several times, he got in his truck and drove away. Leesburg police arrived on the scene shortly after the employees called 911. Damage to the ATM was about $3,000. The bank employees provided photos of the man and the truck, and uh, they went and found him. He was upset. He said he was frustrated. He could not get the, his card back. So he's now he's on under arrest under charge of criminal mischief over $1,000. He posted $2,000 bond. I mean, he could have gone and asked, you know, like maybe, you know, I, I could, you know, maybe. They could just, I don't know, give the card back. Maybe they could give the card back. That'd be nice. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also, got a couple of other ones here. There was a Florida man that was sentenced for plotting to kill his ex with poison in a water gun. This is a goofy story. Kissimmee, Florida. Kevin Jones, 50 years old, was sentenced to 10 years in federal, federal prison for unlawfully possessing ricin, which is a toxin. And he was going to put it in a, in a water gun and spray his former partner with it and then go on vacation. So he had an alibi. Of course, he was caught with it, uh, the rice and, and the water gun by officers. They said that the uh, that's I mean, that's just a bad that's a bad plot anyway. Uh, let's see. A Florida man opened the first dog water park and full liquor bar in central Florida. This actually sounds kind of amazing. So you can get a martini. It's Mutz and Martinis. It's a new dog water park and bar. And it opens this spring in Central Florida. It's been under construction for some time. They say it's Florida's first dog water park and full liquor bar. So it looks like somebody's house with a pool. And it's a nice pool. Dogs can get in and swim. I mean, it's like it's a pretty big building. Um, they have a little pool outside the dogs can swim in. But they're looking at opening it this spring. I kind of wish I had that idea. Stay with us. Third hour on the way. Of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? We would lose our capacity for self-governance on this so world. Nice? We have to act. So in answer to your question, I would say we have to have a sense of urgency much greater than we have yet had. And we need have had and we need to make some changes. Wow. Uh, that's man bear pig. <laughs> that's all I need to say. Man bear pig. That's Al Gore. 
who's at the WEF, the World Economic Forum. And I'm going to be honest. First off, welcome back. Happy happy uh, Wednesday to you. Dana Lashay, our top of our third hour. The reason I haven't followed the WE, the WEF thing, the World Economic Forum thing, not because I don't care, because I am convinced that they're all lizard people and they're nuts. I'm just, there's nothing good that's going to come out of this thing. Not a single bit of it. Not a single bit is good. So I, you know, I just... Nee, I just, I, that's just kind of how I look at it. I don't know what else to tell you. A lot of stuff to hit here today. Uh, we are broadcasting from Vegas. We're at SHOT Show. And uh, I have a couple places. I'm going to be actually at the, uh, stopping by a couple of booths here after the program this afternoon and seeing some good folks signing some books. So it'll be, a, it'll be a fun afternoon. Some of the other things I have for you today is, well, where to even start? I have a ton of workery. Wokery. I have a ton of, gosh, how do you want to say, con, uh, the, as it relates to the uh, injections, all kinds of stuff. Now, here's one thing. I'm going to pull this up that I do want to get. I do want to get to. Because one of the, where's this at? It was the bug thing, the beetle thing. I mean, you're, but bear with me. I'm not looking at my awesome eight-foot screen. So I saw this, and it made me think of all this World Economic Forum stuff. Beetle burgers? This is the nastiest thing I've ever... They're mealworms. It's disgusting. They say that they could soon reach mass production helping to feed the world. Mixed with sugar, beetles taste just like real meat. They could become alternatives to sausages or chicken nuggets. This is the nastiest thing I've ever heard of. It's disgusting. And they have... They show... There's like a manufacturing facility where they... It's a mealworm production line at an insect food company here are three words that should never be strung together in this order insect food company unless it's food for insects but not insects as food you're all going to own nothing you'll eat bugs and you'll be happy that's that's the world economic forum way of life yay no it's i all these people some of the speeches that i that i see from this world economic forum thing they're just bizarre. Some of the remarks from people, it's just nuts. Like you heard Al Gore yelling there. I don't know what he's talking about. But it's, that's the thing in Davos. So it's the world. They had uh, uh, like Soros is there. George Soros is there. He's at the World Economic Forum. Super far progressive who entirely funds Media Matters. I was very sad to see that Idris Elba was at the World Economic Forum. It broke my heart because I really wanted him to be the new James Bond. But there's, I just, I think it's weird because they talk about all of this other stuff that has nothing to do with anything they need to be talking about. It's just, I don't know. I think it's all, I think it's all weird. Should I be like that suspicious? I know a lot of lawmakers speak at the World Economic Forum, but I just think it's a, it's a lizard people meeting. I don't know what else to say. Right? You're one of those guys. What does that mean? Like you, what does you, that mean? Well, if I, could, if, if I was going to sit here and talk about how they're like lizard people, you'd be the like, first one to chime in. I'd say you're probably right. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any scientific proof that they're lizard people, but it sounds right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the whole thing is... I, what, are, why, why are they talk, what are they talking about? Why did you have out, played audio of Al Gore ranting about refugees and climate why are they even having this what does that that, just leave my money alone 
Yeah, they, they're, they're going after everyone's money. And I think they use celebrity like Idris Alba. That makes me sad that he's uh, there. To do it. I don't think that he's like an evil dude or anything, but I'm just sad that he's there and all the same. It's just, you know. I wanted to uh, switch it up. Did you guys see this about the, uh, con- I, I have this under my control heading. There was a woman named Stephanie Warner. And this is a crazy story. This is in Canada, by the way. Her name is Stephanie Warner. She was in Toronto at a hospital lobby and she had a medical gown. And then she was in this video. She's wheeled away by guard. She slumped in a wheelchair. And then what happens next wasn't captured on video. A security camera was purposefully turned away as guards approached her. She's 43 years old, pushed against a wall, restrained her on the ground. She lost consciousness and never regained it. Now, apparently what happened was she did not want to wear, she wasn't wearing her mask properly. This is a whole, like, crazy story. It was this incident. She suffers from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. She tested negative for coronavirus. She left the COVID floor to get something to eat. And she was spotted by hospital staff in the lobby with her mask around her neck. And that's what the video is of. Like, they appeared to speak with her, these two staffers, and then... They told her to put her mask on. They approached her. They told her to put her mask on. They were gesturing at her inches from her face. They were being very, very antagonistic towards her. And then the security camera pans away. And apparently at the preliminary hearing, because they're not going to charge the guards, the guard turned turned, uh, the camera, who turned the camera, testified that he did so because he panicked and he got really anxious. So he's allowed to keep his job. Now they dropped the charges against these guys. I mean, she was killed just off camera. They apparently, I mean, the family says she was strangled to death because she wasn't wearing a mask. And I don't know how I can disagree with that. It's crazy. And apparently the evidence has been covered by a publication ban in her case. And now because the case is done, they are reporting all these details that you know never been made public before. Showing footage that a jury's never going to see. So she, you know, was there. She tested negative for coronavirus They had her on the COVID floor. They were treating her presumptively as COVID positive, even though she later, she had tested negative for the virus. And then they later, after she was killed, they found out she actually didn't even have it. Like the people who, you know, strangled her for apparently not wearing a mask. But I mean, this is wild that this, this, that this happened. She went down there to get something to eat. She was in the hospital for another issue. And when her sister learned what had happened they guards restrained her at the toronto general hospital and they i mean there's i'm just amazed amazed one of the superior in when he when they closed the case the superior court justice sean dunphy noted quote there is evidence that death could have been the culmination of the factors described because they were talking about how it showed that she had died from her, her she had died because of a brain injury resulting in lack of oxygen due to restraint uh, asphyxia following struggle and exertion so they strangled her and that's i mean a forensic pathologist testified at the preliminary hearing quote but for her interaction with the applicants mrs ms warner would likely be alive today and there were witnesses that said that the accused held her down by her upper body all because of a mask. 
This is one of the most evil things I've ever heard of. This is why I hate the masking. I hate all this stuff because it's, you know what? I think there are people, and I, I, we know some of these people. I think there are people that are jacked in the heart and jacked in the head. And I think that they are looking for an excuse to be jackasses to others. And then they all seized on this thing. Oh, if you don't get your injection, then uh, you don't care about anyone else. But we don't care enough about you as a person or your health to inquire about your family or ask if you've even had it already. No, because we're selfish clout chasers. Or, you know, you have the individuals that I think just have malicious hearts. This, this mask didn't do a singular damn thing to prevent anything. And yet they killed this woman over it. Man, there would have been guards laying on the ground if that had me. I'm not even joking you. I'm just, this is so, oh man. It's, it's infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. So the family gets no justice. I mean, they restrained her. There was footage of it. And I mean, and the, I've seen the footage where they were confronting her. And they get in her face and all that. And then they, but yeah, then how nice the camera pans out. She's sitting there. She has her mask. Her mask is right on her chin, by the way. Oh, she didn't wear a mask. Guess it's worth her loss of life, right? Jeez. It is a, it's a cult. It's an absolute cult. And they're trying to get a mask mandate back for airlines. They're right now in that fight to get a mask mandate back for federal travel. I will not be on a plane. I will not be wearing that stupid panty on my face. Actually, you know what? Y'all can y'all can get bent. I am going to go on a plane because my tax dollars go towards that dippy institution that regulates that. So you can physically drag me off of it. And then if you come to my house where Castle Doctrine exists and you think you're going to get froggy, well, that can play out too. I'm done. I'm done with it. I am so tired of this. Holy cow. Like our forefathers like kicked a double snakes over the Stamp Act and T-Tax and less than. I'm Can just saying, what they I'm not say? calling for a revolution. I'm calling for people to not be so compliant in apathy. Golly. Can you imagine what our forefathers would say if they saw what's going on right now? You know, I like, like, to, think of, I like to think of us as, you know, that meme where they have, um, it's, a, it's a wolves looking at a campfire. And they're like, wow, you know, what are these? It's like the first time meeting humans. Maybe we should approach the campfire. Maybe we can get some, some, some of their, uh, you know, some, maybe they drop something. And then, you know, like a thousand or whatever years later, you know, it's a dog. I hurt my back jumping on the couch. I, you know, it's just like, and they're dressed up. I feel like we're that now of what our, of what our founding fathers were. So coming up, we got headlines for you. We're going to talk to Michael Cargill about the, uh, that, that bump stock rule that was reversed because, he didn't, because the, the ATF decided to make a rule and pretend that it was law. We're going to get into all of that. Geraldo, if you missed it, he doubled down on AR-15s. Oh, I had a response. Would you like to hear? He said, I heard the Daily Caller and fellow travelers are ranting about my incorrect definition of on-air uh, AR as AR-15, uh, uh, as an AR-15, whatever. Point is, there's no place other than sporting clubs and similar skilled settings for assault rifles. There's substitute appendages. And I said, no, no, whatever. Words are important because they invoke various laws and penalties, which is why you have an obligation to know what you're talking about. My rifle is not a substitute appendage, but you saying this about the most popular rifle with women makes you an appendage. That's right. He's a dick. 
I'll just say it. All right, we got more to come here as we can. No, you know why? Because some people need to get told I'm not Big Bird. This is not like, you know, rated G. I know G, we're in Vegas and Disney everything. and all this. It's but not. Come on. No, you know what? Some people get need to get told. Because if he would have said that in front of me, I'd probably be in jail for a battery. I'm just saying. Or assault. Because I'd have slapped him. I'd have slapped the stash off him. To sit here. You know what? I'm. To sit here and say that a woman with a rifle, that it's, an, an, it's a substitute appendage, and it would be one more than you have, sir. I'm done. For now. For now. I reserve the right to not be done. See, it's like Roadhouse, the most amazing movie ever committed to celluloid. There's a time to be nice, and there's a time to not be nice. And I'll tell you when that is. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't have my headlines pulled up because I was too busy playing Air Cowbell. Not even, not even kidding. And now I can't pull them up at all. So, uh, we may just, uh, well, we're, we're actually broadcasting here in, in Bay. I don't know what's going on. My, this has stopped working. So we'll see. Uh, anyway, we're here broadcasting in vegas and we're going to get into uh a bunch of stuff oh, now it's up now i have it up now i have it up we're going to get into a bunch of stuff uh as it relates to the whole uh fifth circuit court ruling with michael cargill coming up and i lied it's not up actually i'm going to have to like restart everything so i love having technical difficulties uh when all this stuff happens so it's all right we're just gonna make it work it's just one of those weird things we're just gonna make it work it's just that's how it is i don't have my big giant gaming thing in front of me my big gaming monitor so it is what it is so you're gonna get totally robbed of headlines this segment maybe not if i can get it up if i can just talk through it and get it up well you'll at least get this chevy has revealed the new one hundred forty thousand dollar e-ray a stupid hybrid electric corvette that I want to immediately, I feel like Ron Swanson, I'll, I'll be like, I'll take, your, I'll take your electric Corvette, and then I'm going to take it, and then jump out of it as I drive it off a bridge. And then be like, yes, I will have another one of your electric Corvettes, and then do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like dropping the, tur- the, the uh, turkey bacon in the trash, I want to do the same thing with this, because this is horrible. Stop doing, stop, stop, uh, give, stop uh, making all of these muscle cars eunuchs. By making them electric. That's exactly what E is for eunuch. My husband is so against this. It, it, the E isn't for electrocane. It's for eunuch. Did you know that? They get, you get a free purse uh, when you buy the electric Corvette. You get a free purse and a Manny Petty. It's today years old when I found that You didn't out. know that? That's didn't my headline. Uh, also, CNN is considering a primetime comedy show since Greg Gutfeld's cleaning up in ratings. Uh, I'm going to forecast that this is going to suck. Just going to say that. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store that uh, the Pistol Brace Band next. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. If you step on the rights of the, the people that believe in the Second Amendment, then my job is to put my foot on your throat. That is my favorite soundbite in the history of soundbites. Why can't all of them be like this? I'm going to put my foot on your throat, and that's what it's going to be. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon, here in our third hour broadcasting from SHOT Show in Vegas, of course. All kinds of good stuff happening. And joining us now, I've been following this case because you all remember the whole the bump stock fight, right? And how there was a lot of concern that this was going to be 
a fight over i mean it's this is going to expand into so much i mean i was i'm just, i was i went back and i started looking at some of the stories vox actually had a story came out just the other day bump stock loophole is going to arm mass murderers that's none of that is happening here that's so it's so insane so recently the fifth circuit court said that the atf actually exceeded their authority when they came out with this, when they tried to push this rule and, and act as though it was law by banning, which was something that was an accessory. Michael Cargill, who himself is a, is a radio show host, firearms activist, advocate, firearms store owner, all around just badass. I mean, stepping on people's necks. He joins us right now here. <laughs> he joins us right now here live at Chacho. And it was your suit that started all of this. Give people a primer on this. Yes, ma'am. Uh, we started this back in 2018 because, you know, I got upset. Uh, the ATF said that they were banning bump stocks. They walked into my house, literally, you know, mm -hmm. and they said that if you own this, you don't destroy it, you don't turn it in, then we're going to turn you into a felon overnight. And so Crazy. that just really set me off. And I said, we've got to do something. And I was hearing stuff from other groups saying, well, you know, it's the bump stocks. So we don't really care about bump stocks. We care about other things. So we'll go ahead and surrender and give up the bump stock. I said, no, we cannot do that. Because if you give them bump stocks, then what's going to stop them from going the mile? You know, they, you give them an inch, right. they'll take a mile. We can't allow them to do that. So I stood up and I said, we're going to file a lawsuit. We're going to shut this down. I don't understand why they even came up. They, they even decided that they had a problem with this. Oh, well, no, yes, they are illegal. You, because, I mean, initially, from what I understood, there was no, I mean, there wasn't a problem with the bumps. I mean, I've, I've shot with bump stocks before. I, I've always, I'm not a fan of them, but I'm not a fan of anything being banned either. I'm, I'm less, I, I hate things being banned, especially when it has nothing to, it has, I, I mean, it, when they're, they're, I think it, what they're trying to do is, I thought it was like maybe about trigger engagement. They're trying to open the door to go after more, but it had nothing to do with it. It's, but what made them, they got very, very, uh, they got very aggressive about this. And I know it was after the Vegas situation, which was, you know, horrific tragedy that we never learned anything more about. But people aren't out there committing crimes with bump stocks. They're out there buying handguns on the black market. And it's the same repeat offenders that have been driving the crime rate for the past 30, 40 years. Yeah, that's right. And so that's, that's why we did it. We started that suit because of that. And this case now has hit the Fifth Circuit. Uh, the Fifth Circuit has ruled on it. And it was a long trip to go from the federal court in Austin, Texas, to the Fifth Circuit. Because the federal court in Austin, the judge said, you know, so what you're trying to tell me is that this is kind of like a shotgun. I pull with my left arm, you know, and so then it fires. And that's kind of you know, that's what a machine gun is. No, a shotgun is not a machine gun. Yeah. So we, g I gave up on that judge. I said, we're going to lose this case. <laughs> <laughs> so we appealed that case uh, to the Fifth Circuit. And the Fifth Circuit is really set up with majority of uh, judges that were appointed by Republican presidents. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a few Democrat you know, appointed judges. Well, we drew a three-judge panel. That three-judge panel that we drew, we drew all three Democrat judges. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. those are bad odds. So That's then, bad. you know, of course, we lost that case. And, you know, I, I tell people, you know, hang in there because, you know, we're going to lose the different battles, but we're going to win the war. So we continued on, and we, we appealed the case. It was heard on bunk in front of the entire Fifth Circuit. That was on September 13th of 2022. And they heard this case. We had to wait until January the 6th of all days. 
on January the 6th, the ruling came down. That was on purpose. That's right. 13 to 3. (laughs) 13 to 3. And they sided with with Cargill against the government. And basically, the case says that the ATF cannot create, cannot write law. Mm -hmm. That they actually broke down what a machine gun was. You know, each time you pull the trigger, you know, that's a semi-automatic. It fires one shot. Well, if you hold the trigger, shoots multiple rounds, that's going to be a machine gun. It's almost like the ATF needs to have the function of firearms explained to them. Yes, because they're like little kids or something. Yeah, the people who like make these make these rules that they want to become law. Right, right. Fascinating. Fast, yeah, that, I mean, that's that. they have a booth here. I know you've seen it. And they yes. sp- apparently, uh, Dettelbach spoke yesterday. What do you, I got to ask you, what do you make of that? I, I I heard about it after the fact. I wish I would have known about this before. I would have set up front in the front row and mm-hmm. just, you know, eyed him down. Uh, let him know, and maybe gotten a shirt or a sign. Oh I my beat gosh, you. that would have been that would have been amazing. <laughs> I beat you. I beat you. <laughs> We're talking with Michael Cargill, who he's responsible for that that bump stock rule being reversed. Which it, and and that now they're doing the same thing with pistol braces. And I know you spoke about this, and you think that this is it's because we have this precedent now established with your case that this pistol brace rule that they're not that I mean that would just, I'd be a felon. I'm a felon under this rule because uh, I'm well unless I lost it in a boating accident. Uh, but, you know, this we have this established case law now. Do you think that, because this seems like, if you switch out the variable, whether it's the bump stock or it's a pistol brace, the bottom line is that here again, it seems like they're doing the same thing. They're ignoring the Administrative Procedures Act. They're, they're, the, the, the process through which they're supposed to go through, make sure that there's oversight on what they're doing, make sure that it's constitutional. They've done the same thing again. So, I, I mean, do you expect that this is also going to be reversed? Correct. So we're looking at this uh, like a long game here. So our case is still ongoing, and it's been heard in the Fifth Circuit. We won, but that's only good for Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. So the government's going to have to appeal this case to the Supreme Court. So the next court's got to be the U.S. Supreme Court. So that way it will set precedents across all 50 states, not just Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Right. So it it will be the case. It's the case that's the closest to getting to the gold line so that way we can shut the ATF down and say you can't come after pistols. You can't come after brace. You can't come after triggers. Uh, You're going to have to we have to put them back into a box. This is the case that's going to set case law for all of the uh, for for everything and shut them completely down. And I know the Supreme Court's real weird sometimes in what cases they take and what cases they don't. I know before we had some of the justices that we have now were seated. There were certain cases that they declined to hear that I think surprised a lot of people watching this. But I think this is one that they will hear. Right. Uh, don't you? I think they're waiting on this case. They're waiting for this case to hit them so they can put these government agencies in check because it's not about just firearms. Mm. You know, what about the EPA? What about the uh, OSHA? You know, it's about all federal agencies saying that you, as a federal agency, you cannot write law. Congress does that. And we've all heard of the uh, Schoolhouse Rock song, how a uh, bill becomes law. Yeah, that song's know. changed now. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a changed song. You know, you hit on, we're talking with Michael Cargill, you hit, you hit on a very important point here because this was something similar to the to the CDC with the court case that had to do with the moratoriums on uh, rents and, and uh, leasing and all of that uh, because they were found to have exceeded their authority. So now you have that's that is very interesting because if you all you have to do the firearm aspect of it and I, I don't mean this as a way to 
um, you know, put down firearms or anything like that. That's the variable in this, though. That can be interchanged with almost anything. It's anything. about these agencies making their rules law. That's right. That's any any product you pick. You know, let's say OSHA comes out and says they're going to ban high heel shoes. You know, because they oh, they're bad for your back or something like that. You know, what stops them from doing that? Well, yeah, that's true. what we're talking about. We're talking any any agency that's out there. You know. You, you cannot overstep your bounds. And you could, you could theoretically go after all of the other rules that they've made, too, like with the kits and everything else. I mean, this kind of would open the, the box, so to speak. Right, because you're talking about uh, bump stocks were legal in the United States for 10 years, 15 years, mm-hmm. well, 10 years, uh, two presidents. And all of a sudden, one day they changed their minds mm-hmm. and flipped the script. You know, uh, with a, you know, a letter came with every bump stock explaining why they were legal for years. And all of a sudden, one day they changed their they minds changed and their now minds. they're illegal. Yeah. So. Yeah, that doesn't. The reasoning doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, well, I know I'm. I'm hopeful with with these cases. You've done such great work and great <laughs> advocacy on this because you've been out there so aggressive on it. What you? There's there's a meme of you out there. Was it the one where he's like, uh, like not, God bless Texas or something <laughs> yeah. like that? I actually sent that to somebody. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm, you're a meme now. So I actually think I sent it to one of my kids. Yeah, and, and we're working on so many different cases. There's another case I'm suing the ATF on, and that's uh, because they're coming after. You're just suing the ATF on so many things. You're just, <laughs> let's just run down. <laughs> they're, they're coming after federal firearms licensed dealers. Yep. They're trying to shut down the gun stores because they're saying that gun stores are making little minor paperwork errors, and because of those errors, they can actually shut you down. On the 4473, when you walk into the gun store, there's a box on there on there that says county. Mm-hmm. Well, people are putting in the country instead of the county. And you make a certain amount of those mistakes, they're shutting gun stores down for that. That is not something that's going to prohibit someone from getting access to a firearm. That's a paperwork error. They they, they just need to say their name's Hunter Biden. <laughs> and and maybe that'll you know what John Lott was he, he was on a little earlier. We were talking about some of the statistics in a survey that he did looking at, at, at crime and illegally possessed, you know, firearms, et cetera. And and he was making the point, you know, all of the times that the government gets their forms wrong. You can't shut, including the ATF, you can't, they, they don't get shut down. Right. But a, a minor error that is not done purposefully n- nor maliciously. That's right. And immediately you're, you're penalized, your livelihood's gone, you're shut down permanently. Your store has been open for, for decades. Decades, uh, you've, it, it would stand, you know, the parents, the grandparents, and all of a sudden one day you make a little error on, on the paperwork and you're gone. Done. That's, and, and, and how many ffls would you if you had a guess do you think that because of this this aggressive ridiculous in a way that they're they're mitigating this how, how many think you think have been shut down i think the numbers have increased uh, over uh, since previous years they've like doubled the numbers is what i'm trying to say double the numbers. wow wow that's insane i mean and over paperwork errors minor paperwork errors you know the the i've we've had issues where we've had government agencies make errors for us and nothing happened to those not a single thing well the case cargill v garland i and and i love that you've been you've been having this fight with him thank you so much for what you do where can people follow all of these cases that you're involved in because you're involved in a lot yes and it's and we're like i said working on that one there's another case i'm working with nssf the national shooting sports foundation where we're suing the state of new york because the state of new york says if i sell a gun here in well if if i sell a gun in texas and that gun ends up in the hands of uh maybe stolen ends up in the hand of a criminal in new york then they can come back and sue me the gun store and also the manufacturer 
Yeah. You've been victimized once a year. We're going to be re-victimized again by your government. <laughs> that makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. It's, we, don't, it's, we don't do that for any other product. We don't do that for cars. You know, what if someone you know jumps jumps in a car, uh, drives down the strip here, and mow down a bunch of people? You're not going to go after the manufacturer or the car dealership. No, you're going to go after that person. You know, this is the only industry you're right in which they do that. They've been trying to go after the marketing and all of the lot, like with the 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 Sandy Hook. I mean, these are tragedies, and, and I don't take away from that, but it. To re-victimize others or to have the tragedy of going after, you know, just people who are in business who are, you can't hold someone else liable for what a criminal willingly chooses to do with a product that has not neither been made nor marketed for that purpose. That's right. Makes no sense. Michael Cargo, God bless you. I appreciate what you're doing, my friend. It's so good to see you. No, thank you. It's an honor to be here on your show, to be here face to face with you and not on Skype or anything else. I know. We got to have you back on so you can give us updates about all this stuff because this is incredibly important. As you said, this is, it's not just about firearms. This is about so many other issues. That's right. We're going to the Supreme Court. We're going to get this done. This is about protecting all 50 states. This is about protecting all Americans who love the Second Amendment. This is about stopping the ATF and getting, you know, keeping our pistols and keeping our AK pistols, our AR pistols, our our triggers. We're talking about keeping everything. Yes. Amen to that. Michael Cargill, always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. Where where can people find you online? Uh, you can go to michaelcargill.com or centraltexasgunworks.com and, and find us there uh, because these, these cases, it, it takes a lot. You know, there are a lot of different cases. We're traveling around. We're talking to different groups. We're, you know, letting people mm-hmm. know, don't break the law. Don't commit a crime. Let us handle this on this side here. Uh, so that way you can get your items back. Uh, so and by asking, handle this, you mean step on next. That step on their th- step and stand on their throats. Amen to that. Thank you, my friend. Michael, so good to see you. God bless you. We have more to come, folks, as we wrap up this third hour here this Wednesday, broadcasting from Vegas at SHOT Show. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can find us on Facebook, find us on YouTube as well. We're going to have all of the uh, discussions that we've had with folks up there. This is like the one time of the year that we go and we really, we focus on all the other issues too, but I also make a, a huge point to focus on 2A issues because as you just heard me talk with Michael, you don't, you don't even have to have a, you don't have to have pistol brace. You don't have to even be, you don't even have to have a firearm to understand that that is the variable in this case. You switch that out like the CDC that got swatted away from trying to issue moratoriums on leases, uh, making payments on rent, all of that. So this this is it's similar there. You're we're starting to see uh, case law stack up against these, you know, weaponized alphabet agencies making laws and in doing what Congress does. And really what Congress shouldn't do with some of these laws, because these are making rules and and acting like it's a a law. So that's why this stuff is so incredibly important. And it's weird because don't you think like, you know, going after like firearm stuff, that's like the trial balloon. Like they go after it like with the marketing and all of this other stuff, trying to go after, uh, you know, manufacturers like Daniel Defense and others. So you were marketing this to kids. They weren't marketing it to kids. I got a headline that we're going to talk about tomorrow where they they have... You know, you'll have like airsoft guns or things like that. There is no problem with 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 kids understanding uh, how to responsibly handle firearms. In fact, I think the the recklessness and the liability comes from refusing to teach the next generation how to safely handle firearms and also teach them. Look, there's no backspace key with this. 
There's no, you know, you don't, that you can't undo it. There's real world consequences with bad behavior. And so that also applies to this. And when you don't teach your kids this, I'm like, you know, what, how, you know, that's ignorance is liability too. Purposeful ignorance. So we're going to get into all of that as well. All right. Today in Ooh, Stupidity. boy. Well, you uh, referred to it earlier, um, and I think part of the media is the problem when it comes to the education on guns mm-hmm. and safety. Uh, Geraldo Rivera was on uh, talking about the AR and AR-15, what he thinks it stands oh for. Oh, my uh, Go ahead, Steve. The cut people 15. who possess it, oh, look at me. I'm a big it's deal. It's a rifle. And, and it's, a, it's not a rifle, Yes, it's Greg. a rifle. It's a, it is a machine. What does AR stand it is, for? It is, it is an automatic it's a rifle. Automatic oh my gosh. rifle. That's not what it means. What the heck? And then he and then he doubled down on it, saying on on Twitter that if you have to have one, then it's a substitute appendage. And I told him, you saying this about the most popular semi-auto rifle with women makes you an appendage. So there you have it, folks. That does it for us today. I will be back here tomorrow in Vegas behind the mic with you. God bless. Have a great night.